Hi, my name's Olivia Nimi. I am the host of One in 1800, and I'm here with Gareth Kelleher, who is a senior. Yes, pleasure so. to be here. Thank you, Olivia. <laughs> yeah, let's get started. One in 1800. So everyone knows that when they think of you, it's like a runner, cross country, things like that. What got you interested in running cross country and track? Oh, um, there was a person in my physics class who told, I, told me to do it, and I, I did for certain reasons. Because, um, yeah, I thought they were like a pretty cool person. I was like, man, what if I were to like do something? with them on a regular basis and they also recommended joining cross country so i'm like that might be the opportunity you know so uh i just you know joined because of that but then i was like wow this is actually a pretty cool sport you know i'm getting in shape it's it's kind of fun not like the running part but hanging <laughs> out with everyone that's pretty fun um and then because i did cross country i did track because it's kind of the same thing and then mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still doing it, so. What's kept you going, do you think? Um, just like my commitment to the coaches. I think they're pretty great coaches. And like, oh, so you're going to do track? I'm like, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and then because a bunch of my friends were also doing um, cross country the next year, I considered, you know, probably just do it again because it wasn't that bad in retrospect. It was actually mm -hmm. a pretty good time. But then I broke my foot, and I actually didn't have to race until the district meet. So that was my first race and my wow. last race. So that was actually a pretty good season. How did it go? Um, it was pretty good, considering it was my first race. Uh, I did finish behind Luke Shaw, which is, I think, you know, I was a couple couple seconds <coughs> behind him. <laughs> but uh, we, were, we finished at like the same time last year. So mm -hmm. because I was out for half the season or something like that, and I was still competing his level, I th I'd say that's a pretty successful season. Yeah, that sounds like it went well. <laughs> so what would you say is a family memory that stands out the most to you during your elementary years? Um, well, sometimes during spring break, like every couple of years, we go mm -hmm. to uh, Utah and there's a ski resort or something called Alta, and we mm -hmm. go with my grandparents for the course of spring break. Um, so, you know, we all ski and that was pretty fun i didn't can't remember much but i broke my collarbone oh no which was i went off a jump and then hit the ground really hard and then my uh helmet which was probably huge on my tiny head <laughs> just went straight into my collarbone and cracked it but you know it was that's all i can really remember from that but those were pretty fun times <laughs> well glad you found the positive outcome out of that situation <laughs> yeah yeah so it sounds like you've been breaking a lot of things lately. How many bones or things have you broken or sprained or something like that? Um, I've, okay, so yeah, I actually broke my foot because I dropped a trailer hitch on it when I went oh. fishing. And then it rained on it for a week, which probably made it worse. And I didn't know. And I was like, okay, I should probably get it checked out. Um, I broke my collarbone from skiing. And then I broke both of my arms uh, oh. during football. And that's why I really hate contact sports because they, they hurt, yeah. they're just really painful. And you know, I was never the biggest guy out there. So, you know, from physics, you, you know, mm -hmm. the larger force is always gonna overpower the smaller force. So I, I think that's right. Don't quote me on that history or physics buffs out there. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of contact sports. Both of my, um, I think it was the radius. Both of both of the radius on my arms both buckled um, because of they're just not strong enough. Yeah, so, so definitely got into a lot of things <laughs> growing up then that can break bones apparently. Yeah. Um, who is one person that has inspired you, either famous or non-famous? Um, I want to say so first is probably. Peyton Cuffel because mm-hmm. he was always just a super outstanding smart guy who did all the classes. I was like, or all the science classes. I yeah. was like, wow, I want to do that. And he was he was just really cool. I I don't think I had any classes with him. I had track and I mm-hmm. met him there and talked to him there a little bit. So he's just a pretty cool guy. Uh, and then there's Sully from last year who graduated. Mm-hmm. He's just a super outstanding smart kid. Uh, really funny, did cross country. That's where I like got to know him. Um, and then Trevor Garrity, who was in my grade, but then he skipped junior year to graduate early, which I'm kind of jealous about. But they're all like really, really smart kids, but they're also, mm-hmm. you know, they have other stuff on the resume, like uh, track and field. I mean, Trevor's just a whiz. He's freaking a genius. I don't know how he does it. But uh, they're all people mm-hmm. I aspire to be because of the amount of work that they can put into like athletics and academics and still be like a really cool person to be around. How has that pushed you um, personally? Well, Trevor specifically being like the same, I'm actually older than him, but he's like <laughs> aced every class and done incredible things academically that I want to see if I can do better than him. Because like having someone like Trevor be around and you're like, okay, this kid's literally better than me at everything. Yeah. But I want to see if I can, you know, be better than him because it's just competition at that point. Mm-hmm. So I want to strive to, you know, sometime be up to his level or like Sully's level. He's he's just incredible. I don't know how he manages to like, you know, show up on test day, ace the test in 45 minutes. It's I don't know how that kid does it. Gets <laughs> gets sevens on all three of his science IB tests. Wow. Which is. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if that's ever been done before, Tiger. So that's uh, something I'd like to do and still do what he does. That's a great way to push yourself is to surround yourself with people that have gone above and beyond and try to work up to that. Definitely. Um, What is one of your most challenging events you have ever done or experienced? Probably cross country is definitely up there. I'm trying to think of cross country and football like I play youth football and I freaking hated it and showing up to practice every day was like I I hated it so much showing up every day was really hard but then similar to cross country like during the beginning when you actually have to like get into shape Mm -hmm. like every step you take on like the track when you're suffering like you're actively like it doesn't just like you know blow away until like at the end of the workout you look back and like oh it wasn't that bad like when you're in there like pushing to keep going the same pace or go faster pick it up you know so you can get into shape and meet your times like not slacking even when like no one's watching like on your long runs or something like that Mm -hmm. make sure to like complete your workout or do whatever you like need to do without giving up halfway or just because you like you feel tired that's that's kind of hard so that's kind of applied to my academics because you have to study until you can you know, do well on the test, and mm-hmm. even if you're tired or you haven't done everything, you still got to do it. At least that's the way I see it. Yeah, that's 
cool that you're able to push yourself in that retrospect. So as you're talking with academics, you are full IB. Yes, um, what is the hardest class you have taken or are taking with full IB? Um, I would say probably the infamous junior HL English. <laughs> really? Because, I mean, that was the first class you actually had to think. Mm-hmm. Because all other classes, I mean, of course, they're just lecture notes. And then can you regurgitate the information, like the copious amounts of information, back onto the test? Yeah. There wasn't a really any test or notes that you had to do, like in English. Because, mm-hmm. like, history, chemistry, biology, it's all pretty much lecture-based. But yeah. in English, you were given, like, a text or a book or something like that and said, all right, analyze it. And um, sophomore English didn't really prepare me for that. But... <laughs> It was a whole different way of thinking and mm-hmm. going about things. You couldn't just be really good at memorizing or memorizing and cramming the night before, like in every other class. So having that, like, you know, learning curve to English, where you have to start analyzing things and understanding and thinking, rather yeah. than just regurgitating information that you memorized, was definitely something that I had not been used to because that's not what the standardized education system is about. <laughs> But yeah, that was probably the hardest thing to learn how to do. But now it, it helps a lot, especially in English 12. How do you hope to um, take what you've learned and apply it into college and after high school? Well, of course, not like regurgitating all the information, just plainly memorizing everything yeah. uh, is going to help because if you're able to understand and think differently and think about different ways you can interpret things, like in English, um, you'll just develop new modes of thinking that aren't like cut and dry. So you can take on obstacles and um, problems from different angles that will probably yield different results. Um, I don't know if there's a specific thing I can think about on the spot. But just like if you're going into college and you're having all these different classes and course loads, it's going to be difficult. Um, so having that extra ability to think differently is, I don't really know where I'm going with this. But <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's just, it's, it's a lot easier to take on life's difficulties in the yeah. end. Builds a more abstract way of looking at life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talking about after high school, what um, are you thinking your plans are going to be once you graduate? Uh, I want to see if I can go to med school and then, you know, pursue the whole becoming a doctor track and going in, getting residency, then internship, and then hopefully I can get hired after like 10 more years of school. (laughs) So that'll be pretty cool because I've just been fascinated by the human body and everything it can do and how complicated things are and how they seem to work perfectly. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, incredibly fascinating. So I'd like to do something like that and understand the body more and also help people Mm -hmm. because that's like one of the best things you can do in life. Yeah. What route do you want to go down uh, in the medical field? I'm not exactly sure, um, though I've always been incredibly interested in, like, eyes. So Mm. ophthalmology would be pretty cool. Um, You know, just how you have, like, the interaction between physics, chemistry, and biology with how light works and how it has chemical reactions with the rods and cones in your eyes and then how the biological aspect of your anatomy then can make images and stuff mm-hmm. in your mind and physics and it all it all comes together with the eyes yeah best of both worlds mm-hmm. or all the worlds at this point yep so um 
Describe one of your most embarrassing social moments you've ever experienced or been a part of. I think I have one <laughs> from the third grade. From what I can remember, in the third grade, you know the, the tag programs yeah. that they had? So, like, I was, I was in one. Um, I don't really know what the purpose was, but in whatever period math was in, Mm -hmm. I that's when like you would go to the tag class or whatever and solve puzzles or riddles mm -hmm. or something and uh, I had Mr. Holzman I don't know if anyone from Durham remembers Mr. Holzman but he was a pretty um, strict guy I think and I saw the the tag students outside of the classroom through the window and mm -hmm. I was like oh they're here right so then I you know get up from my chair and then I uh, go and like open the door and go outside and Mr. Holzman goes like Garrett what do you think you're doing and then he like walks over and closes the door for me asks me to sit back down and then he says like somewhere along the lines like you know what what are you doing where we still have classroom I did not dismiss you and yeah. he proceeded to reenact exactly what I did but much more exaggerated so he he like sat in my chair you know like stood up and then went like this and he started like waving his hands in the air and like you know running to the the door and then while explaining to me that I couldn't leave class like that <laughs> and it was oh that was I don't I was like I don't, I don't think I ever interrupted or disturbed class after that but having a teacher reenact my actions exaggerated in front of the entire class was probably pretty embarrassing so yeah how are you able to come back from that <laughs> uh well being in third grade I don't think anyone remembers anything yeah so thankfully that didn't happen and let's say like ninth or eighth grade or something I mean yeah. <laughs> thank goodness um but I I think I kept to myself and waited patiently for the teacher to tell me what to do before I did anything and then that you know stopped me from doing that in high school or middle school. <laughs> yeah, gave you a reason to stop and think. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ask anyone about you, um, the very first thing anyone says is that he's so nice. So Really? Yeah, yeah, if you haven't known. So what do you think makes you so nice? Um, I don't know. I don't like having anyone. Uh, I don't like having enemies or having any mm -hmm. reason. So I don't like not liking people because then they probably won't like you because why would they want to like you if you don't like them it's just tiring um mm -hmm. so you know i try to say you know if you have positive relationships with everyone then you know you can live a pretty happy life and you won't run into someone and go man that just that person just ruined my day yeah. you know so plus you have a lot more friends That's and good. it's just a better way of going about high school i feel because if you're friends with everyone then everyone's, you know, pretty much friends with you. So mm -hmm. I feel like that makes high school a lot easier socially. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's like the little things because you don't really have to be super outgoing. And I've noticed in the years past, I've heard maybe even months past, I've, I've become more um, not as outgoing, at least during the school days, because I'm like focused on studying and stuff like that. But just having like, you know, small interactions with people that you're just, you know, kind of nice, then you can like be friends with people individually. And I think that's what counts. Yeah. 
creating the personal interactions throughout the day. Definitely. That's a good way to look at it. So coming into the holiday season, what is one of your favorite holiday traditions with your family? Definitely not making Christmas cards or <laughs> going and cutting down a Christmas tree because that's ridiculous. Um, I would say we, we always, um, I can't remember what day, to, day it's on, but we, we do like this like St. Nicholas's breakfast where we wake up really early oh. with no lights on. We all try to eat breakfast and make like a nice little, usually it'll be like a German pancake with like some eggs and sausage or something, but we all do it by mm. candlelight. So oh. we can't turn on like any lights and you have to like get dressed and everything. It's kind of hard, but you know, I think it's, it's nice just in the morning with like a bunch of candles eating breakfast and just hanging out because without mm -hmm. natural light it makes it a lot more intimate and you can just you know have a breakfast with your family which yeah. is something I don't really do often. How do you think that started that tradition? Um, at least within my family it might have been with my mom's side I would assume because they came my mom's like uh, her family's from Louisiana and at least that's where most of our family's tradition comes from. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really know, actually. It's I don't even know if it's like you know widespread. If people, other people do that, they must have because mm -hmm. I don't think my family's created anything like a new <laughs> trend or something. Well, I like personally that. have never heard of that, so maybe. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Oh. I'm not sure where it comes from, but maybe uh, wherever Saint Nicholas came from. I don't know <laughs> what culture language made that the name of Santa Claus mm -hmm. old Saint Nick that's interesting yeah I wonder about that well thank you so much for coming yeah thank um, you Olivia we've loved having you here again um, I'm Olivia Nimi and this is one in, one in 1800 and I'm here with Gareth Kelleher thank you so much thank you one in eighteen hundred. One in eighteen hundred. I am one in eighteen hundred. One in eighteen hundred. One in eighteen hundred. One in eighteen hundred. I am one in eighteen hundred.